Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Foreign Object Podcast. I am your interim host, the man that gravity forgot. Just kidding. That's not me. I'm just Walk With Geo on Twitter. How's it going, ladies and gents, or whoever is listening to this podcast? It has been some time since the last one. There's been a lot of stuff going on since the last one. Um... While I'm recording this in the moment, we are just a day away from another super showdown event in Saudi Arabia. I don't really know what's going on for that show because I don't have any interest to watch it. I know a little bit about what's going on with there, you know, over there on that show. Um, As of now, all of the superstars are currently in Saudi Arabia. They'll have their show tomorrow morning. By the time anybody probably listens to this, though, the show will be over, most likely. So I don't think I'll go into too much detail talking about that. But a lot has gone down, all right? And uh, I've, I've written some stuff down just to see where I would go and what I would talk about. Um, because I feel like last week, or not last week, but two weeks ago, when I did this alone, I felt like I jumped around a lot, and I lost my train of thought a lot, and, um, that'll probably happen again today, but, um, it's been an interesting time, (laughs) to say the least, it has been an interesting, uh, couple of weeks, there's been big news, such as the Bella Twins going into the Hall of Fame, congratulations to them. All right, let's talk about that first. Um, So far, before, I believe that was this last Friday, but before then, there was only two um, Hall of Fame uh, inductions, inductees announced. It was uh, Dave Bautista, who I have said before is very much deserving. He uh, was a star, a world champion, and, of course, he deserves that, Okay. Then it was announced that the, well, I think it was the same day. It was announced that the faction of the NWO would be going into the Hall of Fame. That being Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Sean Waltman. Um, Also very deserving, okay? Uh, The biggest faction of the 90s, arguably. Um, Some might say the only faction to rival them in the in that time was degeneration x um but of course that group deserves it and i keep using the word deserve uh in relation to these two inductees batista and the nwo because when the bella twins were announced as the newest inductees or the uh the next inductees for the wwe hall of fame 2020 that was the topic at hand does the Bell, do the Bella Twins deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, especially with how little time has passed since their retirements? Um, so it brought up the question from a lot of people who had their own opinions on it, on whether or not Nikki and Bree uh, are deserving. And to play it short... Um, I think they are deserving. Why? Because it's not up to me. First of all, (laughs) first of all, it's not up to 
the wrestling fans who's deserving. It's up to, um, you know, whoever it is up to in the company. All right. Uh, I don't think there's anybody in the Hall of Fame that is undeserving of it because there's no qualifications for what makes somebody deserving or not. You know, you have uh, big stars in it where it's like, of course, they're going to be in the Hall of Fame. You have people like Steve Austin, like like um, Macho Man Randy Savage, which took a long time to get in there. But nonetheless, he's there. Uh, you have people like uh, the Hot Rod, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Um where there's no, there's kind of no question for for those people um, if they're deserving or not. Nobody ever questions that. But um, it seems like lately there has been a lot of that conversation over the past couple of years um, with who is deserving and who's not. You know, you get every year people saying that Christian is deserving of a spot in the Hall of Fame. Um, and, and then there's a lot of those people who were upset when the Bella twins were announced because they felt as though, I guess that Christian is more deserving than the Bella twins, which I don't agree with. I don't think anybody is more deserving than anybody else, um, because it's not. I mean, it's not a Hall of Fame that is is out there for, you know, stats or anything, you know. It's not a Hall of Fame that's built on, on uh, I don't know, it, it's sports entertainment, okay? <laughs> and I know we all hate using that term, sports entertainment, but uh, it is what it is. We, we uh, live in an era where it's no secret anymore what wrestling is and what wrestling isn't so there's no uh realistic qualifications of what one may believe a wwe hall of famer should be or what they uh, what one does to deserve a spot in that uh hall of fame but i personally think you know everybody who's been inducted from the first inductee of andre the giant to the latest announced inductees, the Bellatons. I believe they are all uh, deserving in their own right. Uh, otherwise, they wouldn't be put into the Hall of Fame by, you know, whoever it is that makes that decision. Um, I mean, realistically, all it is is a way for the WWE to continue to license uh, past superstars. And, and use their names and sell t-shirts and sell uh, action figures and put them in video games and do documentaries and DVDs, all that. It's just an easier way to get people to sign contracts with them so they could use their likeness and their past fame for uh, future profits. That's what that's what the reality of it is. Um, but it's also a high honor, possibly the highest honor in the WWE. So, uh, with that said, I think the Bella Twins are very deserving. I'll tell you right now who's not deserving because, of course, every year right before WrestleMania, this conversation comes up, and I, I'm going to keep it real short. I think if you... <sighs> 
I think Chris Benoit is not deserving, and I'm going to say this because he murdered his wife and child, and that's the end of that conversation, and that's a conversation that needs to end. Um, and that's it. That's all I'm going to say about that. But nonetheless, uh, congratulations to the Bella Twins, who, if I would go into more detail, they really are the bridge between two eras, between the Divas era um, and the current women's evolution era of pro wrestling in the WWE. They were the top of their game during the Divas era, and they you know, were able to hold their own in the women's era. So is that not deserving? I think it is. But anyways, congratulations to the Bella Twins on their induction into the WWE Hall of Fame. And also congratulations to Nyla Rose on winning the AEW Women's World Championship. Unfortunately, though, this sparked so much fucking like bullshit from people on Twitter. I don't know. This just makes me really mad. So I apologize in advance. It, I, I get it's fair to criticize Nyla Rose if you want based on in-ring talent or mic work or maybe you're booing her because she's a heel that's fair I guess if that's why you're doing it but there's a lot of people on Twitter talking shit because they just want to be little transphobic uh, bastards um, uh, so all I'm gonna say all I'm going to say is Fuck you if you made a single comment against Nyla Rose after she won the Women's Championship because you're a little ignorant, transphobic fuck, right? I don't need to say any of that. Nyla Rose deals with the trolls and the haters perfectly on social media. Um, But congratulations to her on winning that AEW Women's World Championship. Hopefully, this sparks some more... um, some more uh, spotlight on the women's division. Uh, it, it had been kind of rough so far. Uh, I mean, I don't even know how she got the contendership or how this came about. I think it's obvious, though, that uh, there is a rubber match uh, needed to take place, hopefully. Um, so... That should be interesting. Um, what else? I'm going to be talking about AEW a lot more right now than I ever probably have <laughs> in the past. But also, um, I don't know if I spoke about Jeff Cobb last episode. Maybe I did. But Jeff Cobb and Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, faced off on AEW. I still have not caught up on that. I need to, though. That's a match that um, really, I mean, makes me want to tune in. If that if that is a match that ever happens again in AEW, um, I'm going to catch it if I haven't already catched the first. That's for sure. Um, so, yeah, Jeff Cobb, I hope he works with AEW more. Um I think that would, not that it matters to them, like, they don't need my viewership (laughs) necessarily, but, um, Jeff Cobb being involved in the roster, uh, would be a reason that I would start watching more frequently, and, and start watching more than just a couple matches that I see Twitter 
enjoyed or whatever it may be. Um, so yeah, Jeff Cobb on AEW, that's pretty tight. Chris Bay, I thought, was going to be signed to AEW soon, and I was real excited that was going to be the moment that I was going to start watching AEW Dynamite. Chris Bay uh, was mentioned by Cody Rhodes when talking in an interview about, you know, people who that the, the AEW might be looking to sign. Cody Rhodes mentioned seeing some stuff on YouTube of or on the internet of Chris Bay and Chris Bay quote retweet or retweeted it and all that and I was like holy shit it's gonna happen he's gonna go to AEW and I can't believe I'm gonna be watching AEW to watch Chris Bay um but nope swerve he signed with Impact which is great congratulations to Chris Bay by the way I don't really we I mean on the podcast we don't really talk about um signings of other companies that much um but Chris Bay is just a guy that I've enjoyed lately so uh, that's amazing congratulations to him on getting signed to Impact Wrestling um man what else do I talk about um I'm trying to think of anything oh okay okay I don't understand right now so we're we're getting close to WrestleMania, okay? All right, we're maybe a month to a month and a half away maybe. I don't know. I'm not good at time. But we're really close to WrestleMania. And for whatever reason around this time, everybody wants to post about reports of the WrestleMania card and the WrestleMania card changed last minute. They're changing it reportedly. This is the match card right here on this picture that I definitely didn't just print out at my house <laughs> and design myself and, and put it on Twitter and say that it's an official match card um, with typos in it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't I still don't understand this culture in wrestling right now of wanting to know what's going to happen like. It does not make sense to me, and and I guess it's spoiling, spoilers, uh, I don't know what to call it, I guess spoilers, we call it spoilers. I do not understand that at all. For what reason in February, alright, do you want to desperately know what the match card for WrestleMania will be? When all you have to do, it's literally this simple, is wait. <laughs> wait a few weeks Wait a month, and then guess what? Oh my god, you're going to get the card for WrestleMania? Who would have thought? Who would have possibly imagined that if you just waited, you would find out what the card for WrestleMania is? Wow. And it's interesting, too, because, you know, a match will get announced, and people, oh, that's just so, you know, it's so obvious. It's You know, you can see it coming. Of course you can see it coming when you're fucking reading reports all day about rumored matches and what. You know, this person is saying that it's going to be the WrestleMania main event. Yeah, of course it's obvious when you go and read it on fucking your dirt sheets. Yeah, it's obvious when you've read it already. I don't understand the desire to know what's going to happen before it's going to happen. And and I feel like that's just like popular culture right now where, you know, with like the Avengers or like any Marvel movie, everybody's making their theories or like Star Wars, everybody's making their theories and they're like, this is how the movie is going to end. This is what I think right now. This is the reports that are being leaked. And it's like, why do you, why do you want to, why do you want to ruin something for yourself? And I feel like that's 
so prevalent right now in wrestling where people ruin things for themselves because they go on their dirt sheets or their wrestling news websites or they go on Twitter and they read up on the uh, rumored matches or the rumored storylines or the rumored title changes or whatever. Rumored signings, whatever it is. And it ruins everything. I mean, the New Age Rudo, you know, if you remember, was very upset when the WWE spoiled that John Morrison had re-signed. Or, well, yeah, re-signed or just signed again uh, with the WWE. Um, Instead of just leaving that as a, like surprise and same thing with like right now this morning like the the superstars landed in saudi arabia and they were posting all this stuff about undertaker and because wwe i i'm assuming was so tired of people tweeting about why is undertaker in saudi arabia they just go ahead and they post it themselves and like oh my god the undertaker is in saudi arabia what's gonna happen instead of like for the few people who follow the WWE page and they don't follow any of these fucking fake wrestling wannabe reporters who who spoil everything. Like, you just spoiled it for that person instead of leaving it a surprise for them to get at fucking 9 in the morning, 12 in the morning, whenever the fuck the show's at. You're just spoiling it and it's ridiculous. And I don't understand these people who have the desire to let themselves be spoiled and then go and say how obvious all the booking is and then say it's shit like you yourself ruined it for yourself by going out of your way to research what people are saying or whatever these fucking fake journalists are saying that you know their insider sources are telling them the matches are going to be you know, there's, uh, you're not going to enjoy something when you know what's going to happen. No matter what. If it's good or bad. You're not going to enjoy it. I don't understand it. I didn't think I'd get this fucking passionate about that topic. But it's just annoying. I'm tired of seeing every fucking week on Twitter um, a new fake printed out WrestleMania match card um, that Clyde from accounting printed on the company printer and is wasting you know, company, I mean, go ahead, waste the company dollar, I don't care, um, but don't waste it on a stupid, fake, Wrestlemania match card that you read about on your dirt sheet, um, in hopes to spoil it for everyone, or spoil it for yourself, because that's boring, it's boring, right, suspend your disbelief, right, we need to bring that back, suspending your disbelief, uh, you need to bring back just watching the fucking show, and not trying to guess what's going to happen. And not trying to read what's going to happen before it happens. And just enjoy wrestling. People would enjoy wrestling a lot more. If they just sat down and watched wrestling. And didn't research for hours on hours. On what next fucking month's pay-per-view is going to look like. Before it's even been booked on TV. Because then you're just going to complain about it all. Anyways. I took too much time on that. Okay. <laughs> I took too much time on that. Um, I mentioned Rudo, the New Age Rudo, and he gave me a direct quote. So if you're on social media in any capacity, you probably saw that the artist known as Drake, Aubrey Drake Graham, um, 
was at a ball game uh, with two championship belts, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship and the uh, Hulk Hogan uh, winged eagle thing. I don't know what they're called um, on the shop. But like that series of, of belts that are all horrible. But what a disgrace, first of all, to Canada for him to not be holding the Bret Hart version of that title. Come on now. It, it was that easy. They literally have it on the shop. Bret Hart, Canada's own. You're at a Canadian basketball game, I believe. <laughs> and you're Canadian. Like, you, Why would you bring out the Hulk Hogan belt and not the, the Bret Hart belt? But anyways, that was going crazy on social media. First of all, because he wasn't holding the belts correctly. And second of all, because people were just obsessed with the fact that he was holding the WWE championships, titles, belts, whatever you want to call them, Sam Roberts, right? Oh, there's a championship. Belts hold up your pants, whatever. Belts. Um, so the message from the Rulo is about them taking our culture, brother. They're are, they're taking our culture as wrestling fans. These these mainstream celebrities, and it's happened for quite a while now. Where you'll see like Bad Bunny. Well, Bad Bunny's like an actual wrestling fan. I'm pretty sure, um, but he's like wearing like a WWE jumpsuit, or like you have Kendall Jenner wearing like the NWO shirt. When you know who the fuck, and then Drake coming out with championships. It's like, come on, man, stop it, stop it, stop pretending like you like wrestling <laughs> and this is the quote from the rudo they weren't with us through the funkasaurus years and that's absolutely true they were not with us the wrestling fans and not repping professional wrestling during during the funkasaurus years and it's and they just wouldn't have been able to to keep up and last i i meant maybe i wouldn't have repped the funkasaurus but i would have repped wrestling during those years uh so come on stop with these mainstream celebrities taking parts and bits of wrestling and um and taking off with it stop it leave it to the fucking to us the losers the nerds Every, was, you know, people will argue like oh they're making wrestling cool wrestling's not cool it never will be <laughs> i'm totally joking i'm joking but like um yeah that was just that was just a little funny uh just a little funny moment <laughs> with social media and and drake uh holding the titles wrong. Um, I did not at all this whole time talk about Raw or SmackDown within the last two weeks, um, which were fine, I thought. I, I think they're just kind of uh, building towards Mania with a weird stop uh, at Saudi Arabia and then also a weird stop with Elimination Chamber. Uh, so much going on. Uh, Shayna Baszler being in this Elimination Chamber to Elimination Chamber match. Sorry to declare who's gonna face Becky Lynch. I think it's very obvious there who's gonna win that. I like what Oscar's doing and and the stuff that she was saying um, during the Elimination Chamber. What was it? Contract signing, I suppose. Uh, and that's such a clear example to me where like let let people whose native language is not English cut languages in uh, cut promo sorry in their own language in their native language because we're gonna understand what they're talking about anyways I, if you didn't understand what Asuka was trying to say in her promo it's not because she was speaking in Japanese it's because you're stupid and you can't use context clues you can't use 
common sense to kind of grasp what she's saying. But nonetheless, I believe people who maybe might not be comfortable speaking English or might not uh, have strong English or probably would just feel like they could cut a better promo in their native tongue. Let them do that. Let them do that. I think it works. Um, we all understood what Asuka said for the most part. I couldn't tell you word for word, but I could tell you the gist of it. But um, I like that. I don't like the fact that all three members of the Riot Squad are on the same brand and two of them are uh, feuding and hate each other. Um, that was the stupidest decision still, I believe, to this day to split them up in the first place. Stupidest decision to change Liv Morgan's gimmick. And it's stupid now to not have them together as a unit because they're so good. Um, stuff Seth Rollins been doing with the whole Messiah thing. I think it's a little cheesy for him to do this, like, uh, preaching stuff or whatever. I don't really mind it, though. I think cheesy is, could be fun sometimes. For example, on SmackDown, they had the Symphony of, of what match? Some kind of match with instruments. I don't know what it was called. But it was Braun and Elias versus Shinsuke and Cesaro. So many people I saw on Twitter were talking about how Oh, Cesaro is, could do so much better, blah, blah, blah. This is ridiculous. This is, But it's like, don't you want new things from wrestling? That Like, that match, to me, is not going to go down in history as one of the best wrestling matches of all time. It's not going to even go down in my memory ever, right? After I finish recording this podcast, I'm literally going to forget about that match for the rest of my life. But it was something new, and because it was new, it was also fun. All right, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for what it was. It was a little fun gimmicked match, um, and it yeah, it was it was great. It was fine. Um, so cheesy stuff like that, I don't mind. I liked that match. I liked the cheesy preacher stuff of Seth Rollins, and like the cheesy stuff where like he puts his hand on someone's head and like like <laughs> literally thinks he's the Messiah, and I like it. I really do like it. Um. He literally blew up the uh, perception of him when he was babyface and everybody hated him on Twitter. He blew up that perception that people had of him to a greater extent. And, um, I mean, of course, he's CrossFit, CrossFit Jesus, so of course he would play this Messiah role. Some people are trying to relate it to the straight-edge society and say that he's um, copying CM Punk. Uh, you know who did it first, though? Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> it's not something new that one guy did, um, and now anybody who else who does it copied him. It's like a tale as old as time, the savior in wrestling, this and that. Like, it's it's old, but it's um, still fun with Seth. Uh, what else do I even talk about? Um... Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think we're just in this position kind of waiting for Elimination Chamber, waiting for uh, post-Super Showdown, uh, and kind of anticipating the build-up for WrestleMania, which I feel like will be much heavier and much uh, more of a focus building to WrestleMania as uh, we move on. We're very close to WrestleMania. Um... So, you know, I don't think we're doing too bad right now. I think I think it's the product is decent. It's fun. Like I said, you have fun, cheesy moments, which I love. And I'll never, uh, you know, 
stop loving them until they get really bad. <laughs> but nonetheless, yeah, I, I like what's been going on so far. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's it. I think I, I don't know. I think I like this where I don't have to talk about, oh, and this match was really good. And this match was also really good. And, you know, for, you know, an extended period of time. I like just talking about some topics such as the Bella Twins and, and Nyla and all that. And I love talking about just just airing out my opinion on stuff like that instead of every talking about every single match and every single segment, whatever. Um, But anyways, that pretty much wraps up this week's episode of the Foreign Object Podcast. If you made it this far, you might as well go over and leave a review of it, all right? Hit that five stars like you're Rob Van Dam, all right? Hit that five stars like you're Dave Meltzer. If we were in the Tokyo Dome right now, it would be six, okay? Um, I'd really appreciate that. I'd appreciate a review on the podcast. I'd also appreciate if you go over to Twitter and follow the podcast at ForeignObjectWP. That way, if you're not subscribed to the podcast for whatever reason... If you're following us on Twitter, you would always know when a new episode is up. Especially now, when they're bi-weekly for the time being. Um, it's easier to figure out when one's up when you're when you're over there following on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow the... Uh, the uh, What should we call him? I don't know what to call him. The Not the former, because he's not the former host, but the away host. The New Age Rudo on Twitter, at New Age Rudo. Go follow him and follow me, your interim host, on Twitter at WalkWithGeo. I appreciate whoever has been listening. Thank you so much. Goodbye and good night.